Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Podcast. Bunch of friends talking wrestling podcast. <laughs> podcast. You get this reference if you watch Stranger Things. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hilarity Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Linsarity Lindsay Kelk that it Dan serves, Danielle Radford. Hello to you both. Wow, that was quite a fucking <laughs> sentence, Julian. Well done, Hal. Julian. Thank you. You made me do thinking, and you made Hal work really hard there. That was a very difficult line to develop, deliver, and you should all hire Hal to work on your voiceover shows. I think he did that cold, too. Yeah, he did Everybody that cold. He just, 100% did that cold. They throw it into the scripts and say, Hal will do it, and he will do it. And Lindsay's <laughs> right. I don't know how many of you casting directors are listening to the show, but it's time. It's yeah. time. I'm just walking I've around LA ready. every day, Hal, wearing a t-shirt saying, Hal will do it. It you just know? says, Hal will do it. Do and it. then on the back, it says, call Hal. And then it has a number that's not yours, which doesn't help. But it's a great t-shirt. <laughs> it's just the number four. Just yeah. dial yeah. the number Hal four. Hal will do it. Call four. Sure. There we go. Well, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's exactly. how I live my life. Lindsay, welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a given. It's never a given. No, it's not. I always appreciate. Look, it's uh, every day is a gift. Truly, especially this week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. What a week, Did friends. You, how much? You, now you're over there working. This is not a. Yes. This is not a jaunty holiday, as Sadly they call it not. where you come from. Yeah. Jaunty always every being day included. Is a holiday with Mary. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some wrestling would be nice. We'll start with raspberry ice. Um, do you, were you able to watch wrestling? Did you make it a point to watch while even while even with your busy busy schedule? I wasn't, and I didn't. Good I wanted to say that I did because I did spend a weekend with my brother, uh-huh. who, as regular listeners will know, is a big wrestling fan. Um, but we, it was Glastonbury weekend, so we right. ended up watching a ton of Glastonbury because sure. music that seemed fun. And also when we watch wrestling together now, we just argue about AEW. So um, we didn't watch so much of the wrestles. Mm. But that meant I had all the more to catch up on when I got home. Mm. Mm. And did you catch up? I, did, I didn't. I could have, but I didn't. You didn't. I say, it left you, but you <laughs> All have... I said was it meant I had more to yeah, catch sure. up on. But no, I, I didn't catch up on it. Was there anything from wrestling, even though you didn't really get to watch it, that brought you joy this week? If you had to pinpoint one I, thing. I did watch, I was back in time for Money in the Bank. So I did watch Money in the mm-hmm. Bank, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. So We are. You know, yay. Um, and I watched some of Raw this week. I really loved the Becky Oscar match, mm-hmm. predictably. Mm. Not to be a predictable <laughs> penny. A predictable penny. <laughs> I've been in England. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Becky Oscar. Uh, I saw little bits of AEW. I saw the women's tag. You know the great thing about AEW only putting women's matches on at 625 is you know exactly when to tap in and tap out. I will give them that. I know it's so that men can go to the toilet before the main event. Sure. I know that's why it is when it is, but it's also very handy for me because that's usually when I get off work. So I'm like, oh, I can just pop in. That's the end of my Wednesday. And, and then I'll go make dinner. And you know it's not going to take that much time. Exactly. Mm. It's actually a lovely palate cleanser between sure. closing the laptop and going in to make dinner. So do you know what, Tony? Thank you. Never change. You never will. I wanted to see a ton of the AW pay-per-view stuff, and I just didn't. I was so busy. Uh, that week was my busiest week, and I just did not get to catch up to it before I saw all the results and saw all the clips. Mm. So can we talk about Finn's pants? Should we just talk about Finn's pants for like an hour? Yeah. Finn's in pants now. You don't, you, you don't get as much of a bulge in the pants. That's why it's a heel move. Yeah. 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 He's hiding it. Yeah. Look yeah. what they took from us. Right? When Roman turned heel, he gave us titties. Yeah. When Finn turned heel, he took away his dick. Mm. It all makes perfect sense. Mm. I'm just, imagine me like in front of like one of those red string boards, just like trying like <laughs> doing all the connect the dots. <laughs> on one side is Roman's tits and on the other side is Finn's dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's all connected. 
<laughs> Danielle, what made you happy this week? I got to go to PWG this week. Mm. Yeah, which was super fun. I think it's my first time going in a like forever and not just even before lockdown because like, you know, with PWG, it's so interesting because it used to be that it was always very difficult to get tickets. So even if you had the money, it was hard to buy tickets and it had to be like a whole right place, right time thing, basically. So I don't think I'd even been to a PWG since they moved into the Globe, which is really nice. I mean, look, I love the grunginess of the, the VFW hall, but like, it was really nice. It was a much more pleasant experience. It just was. And I'm old. You mean people didn't just pass dirty beer jugs backwards and forwards just pictures of beer being passed through the audience they don't do that anymore no amazingly enough which is actually during a pandemic they don't they don't do that yo you used to you would just get beer spilt on you and it would just be okay and like i remember paying five dollars for a packet of expired (laughs) skittles and being pleased to have them (laughs) just i need something to bring up my 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 blood sugar but yeah so uh i went and the the met the card was amazing i got to see uh the black throne versus versus Aussie Open, which was fantastic. Um, you know, Malachi Black and Brody King versus Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. That's as good as you think it was going to be. It was a great fucking match. Um, every match there was really good because it, it is PWG. Um, great women's match. Uh, the title match, which was Garcia versus uh, Takashita, was amazing. Oh, my fucking goodness what a great match it was a great time it was the most comfortable i've ever been at a pwg (laughs) yeah so that was that was probably one of my big highlights just because you know i don't really get to go out and see as much live wrestling as i like because every time it's like well is this is this the show that i'm risking it all for (laughs) true truly Woof. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the Garcia. I would love to see him live because I did see him cut a promo on AEW this week and I thought, not your best work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing about PWG though, right? It's so electric and it's all yes. about the performance and the in-ring. Yes. So you don't need to stand and talk to a camera and very clearly recite lines with very little meaning. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> passion to remember if there were even that many promos that were cut it really because pwg that's yeah, not really not. like that's not super their bag unless no you know. we recycle and then kick someone in the face with thumbtacks that's yeah that's what we that's do. basically it i had a hell of a time which was great because i once again lost my fucking phone in uber trying to do too much early in the morning with my adhd brain and so I had to try to figure out how buses worked. And then I, I realized that I'd forgotten all of my like bus savvy. So I'm like trying to get down there to the globe. And then I'm walking around downtown and I'm like, oh, right. I don't know where things are. I have ADHD. That's why I use my phone because it's also my sat nav. What a time. Never losing I, my phone. Why, when will you learn to stop fucking with buses? I, they're not your friend, they're not Danielle. They're not my friend. They're just and not my friend. to do the phone thing where you just strap it around your neck. I know, right? I'm going to have to wind up doing that with just a little tag that says, like, if lost, please return to my mommy or something. Mm-hmm. You'll be like Paddington. You'll be like yeah. the Paddington of Los Angeles. Yeah, just leave me. Look, just leave me. Leave me at the red line station with the little note <laughs> that says, like, uh, you know, take care of her. She is from darkest Seattle. Yep. And, like, and a Sammy. <laughs> Sandwich, a little, little sandwich, and a little note. She, and you'll always she really get where you need to butter. be. <laughs> Feels right. Oh my goodness! It only, it's speaking to what you said. The idea of somebody who's not who's electric at PWG but doesn't deliver maybe the best promo in the world on television. How different those skill sets are, and how easy it is to take that for granted as a fan. Mm. I think oh, yeah. I think the people who are performing understand. The ones at least who are successful understand the difference between what you have to do when you're not only playing to the back of the house in a larger arena, but also playing to a camera. Yeah. And finding the balance there and how, you know, the, the stuff that works in a in a more intimate venue doesn't always work on television, which is okay. Yeah. Like there should be all of these things should exist. How great is it to have that wealth of choice? As a fan, especially living somewhere that has a PW, you know, there isn't a PWG in every state, in every city. Right. No. There will be when I run for president, a PWG <laughs> <Right>. in every <laughs> city. President Radford signs her first executive order today. <laughs> <laughs> first 100 days. <laughs> first 100 days, a PWG in every city. Yeah. 
that's just one of the wonderful things about wrestling is how many different levels there are and you can be a fan of each but it also uh is is frustrating when you go like well this person who was in pwg should be a bigger star on television like maybe they shouldn't maybe that's not their medium or they haven't learned how to use that medium yet A, a thing that we do a lot in wrestling because we enjoy i think watching the journey of our favorite performers as they go through and change is that a lot of times we want people booked based on their potential rather than where their skill set lies at that moment. And I've been guilty of that. I think we've all been guilty of that where it's like, because on the one hand, you do want to be like, well, they're never going to get better if you don't give them a shot. But on the other hand, it is like, there's got to be a way for them to be able to do more of this perfecting of this work when they're not on camera so that they can be able to get in there and do the stuff because you're right they are completely different and obviously pwg is taped but there's a big difference between like they've set up a bunch of cameras and they sell a dvd that comes out like three months later and this is like a live performance of wrestling once twice eight times a week Mm -hmm. let's talk about the latest with with vince just coming out 12 million dollars Right now. Yeah. yeah, like literally as of like a half an hour ago. <laughs> $12 million in hush money payments, according to, was it the New York Times that broke that? Uh, Wall, Street Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. They, yeah, they've been the ones who've been all over this. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Wall Street they Journal. They love this. This is their new favorite thing. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks, journalism. Thanks for doing all that you do. I'm never journalism. This, this, this nice. doesn't feel like a revelation as much as it just feels like more detail of what we already know. Yeah, it feels like another nail in the coffin, uh, and that someone—and I will say this again—I will preface all of what we're about to say with the same thing we said last time: is we are interested in the who, the why, the what, and the how, not the the tragedy and the darkness in this. We are talking about how it's happening, why it's happening, and why now. Like that's what I'm finding really interesting. Someone is stood in the Washington Post with a direct line to someone in the WWE and that person in the WWE is handing them nails to put in his mm. coffin. I'm finding it fascinating because obviously they, the big announcement came out, the first leak came out and it was like he's going to step down from the board but he's still going to be in creative. Then he was on TV every fucking minute. Oof. Couldn't keep him off TV. Bad idea. Um, Bad idea, Jeans. Terrible idea. Mm-hmm. But it felt to me as though they were trying to give him rope. You know, it was like, sure, go out there, go on. Um, But instead, that gave them a ratings bump. But yeah, this does, and I said this to you guys before we started recording, this feels so similar to me as to what has happened in British politics over the last few weeks. Please, please indulge me, dear listeners. Yeah, will you talk like that for everybody? In Britain. Yes, I shall talk like this for the duration of this segment. (laughs) Um... Basically, what happened in the UK is that the uh, the Prime Minister has been removed from his post, uh, was encouraged to resign by his cabinet. I can't do it. I can't. I won't. You can't um, posh it up for the entire... <laughs> I fucking can't. I, I am not posh. I am from Doncaster. We're going full Donny on this. I've been full Donny for like three straight weeks and I am exhausted. Uh, it is a trying time to be any kind of citizen and I'm a British American one and that sucks. <laughs> Um, Your timing. But yeah, right? Best timing ever. But basically what's happened in the UK is the Prime Minister has resigned because he's been pushed out by his cabinet. The thing here is what has finally done Boris in is far from the worst thing he's ever done. The thing that brought him down was a that he had hired this guy who had been uh, had accusations of sexual misconduct leveled against him and at first he said he didn't know about it then he said he did know about it and then he was like yep sorry yikes but it's so far away from the worst fucking thing that man has done but it's the thing that they decided was going to take him down and that all of the people who decided it was time to act against him the people that decided they wanted to take his place they decided this was going to be the thing and that's where this feels uh, parallel to what's happening with Vince. Someone has decided that this will be the thing. Uh, we know there are millions and millions and millions of things that would well, cause someone to lose control of a company mm-hmm. like the WWE. But for whatever reason, oh, I know why. The time, this is the thing. I know why this is the thing. It's the same thing, reason why it was the thing for Boris. It's because you're not going to get a bunch of like regular people on Twitter 
talking policy wonk. You're not going to get a bunch of them talking about misappropriation of funds. You are going to get a bunch of people talking about stuff when it comes to anything dealing with allegations of sexual misconduct or anything like that. But it, to me, I'm still like, why now and who did it? Like, that's and still there's so all many, I want to know. I'm playing Clue with this because there are so it's many right? diff- it's Stephanie in the fucking T-Rex office with the emails, you know? Or it's like, it's Hunter in the performance center with text messages. <laughs> like, and which one is it? Which one is it? Yeah, no. It's Linda in the fucking Connecticut house with the bank records. It could be anything. It could be anything. At least it's not with the sledgehammer. Yeah. At least it's not with the <laughs> sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly. But someone sent me, I guess, like the, the condo is on Zillow now, which I haven't got a chance yes. to look at because yeah. it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I love real estate porn. <laughs> and yeah. I love a messy drama. Uh, but I don't, I don't want this one. Because I don't want to be like, oh, Linda, your decorating tastes are as terrible as your husband. That's not helpful. <laughs> and your politics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She's the, the worst. Oh, they're all terrible people. And they should all go away. <laughs> I don't know. It's Shane's yeah. kid just graduated. Like, I don't know. Give him a shot. He's probably terrible, That's too. That's his graduation gift. Here's the WWE. Yes. <laughs> So, like, who knows? Yeah, here's a graduation president. You're CEO now. Okay, <laughs> you would watch that Disney Channel movie, though. I would absolutely watch that Disney. I would watch it on Netflix. I would watch it on Disney Channel. I would watch it on Amazon Prime. I might draw a line at Peacock. But that's where it would be. <laughs> but that's where it would be. <laughs> Let's move on to Money in the Bank. What were some highlights for each of you? Danielle? Obviously, live winning and coming in and cashing in was fucking fantastic. You gotta be kidding me! You only live once, Miss Morgan! Seize your moment! It's your time! You're the SmackDown Women's Champion! It was great. It was a great moment. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't know about like the story of it all, but at this point, yo, in the same way that I'm like, we got to get Vince up out of here. I'm cool with getting Ronda up out of here. I- I'm sure she'll go away for a little bit. Then we'll have to deal with her again when SummerSlam comes up. And then she'll go away until we're back on the road. And I like Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has done nothing but improve. I will say that moment when Liv ran out and Ronda looked at the camera and said shit. That was Ronda's greatest moment as a professional wrestler <laughs> in her entire tenure. I was like, oh, wow, I believed that. I believed that. That was great. But yeah. yeah, two birds, one belt, right? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Ronda. And congratulations, Liv. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? I love Liv winning Money in the Bank, right choice. Her winning the title, also right choice. I, I wonder if she's going to wind up being just a transitional champ. Like, you could you can make yeah. the argument, look, we gave her a world title. She won Money in the Bank. That means something. Whether or not this is like a one-month reign until Charlotte comes back or whatever it is. You know what I mean? If it's a placeholder for somebody Don't else to come in. speak it into existence, I, I'm right not now. speaking anything into existence. It already <laughs> exists out there. I'm just speaking about it. Wow. You could run through a list of people who won money in the bank, cashed in, and were transitional champions, but later on went yeah. on to bigger things. still means something for the company to say, we want you to carry this for a little while. Yeah. There was a last-minute entrant into the men's money in the bank, that being... Theory slash Austin slash Austin Theory. I forget what we're calling him nowadays, but he dropped his United States title to he drops his title to Bobby Lashley, and then goes on to win Money in the Bank, and and has stated he plans to cash in at SummerSlam. Whether that was a gaffe or whether that is what he's planning to do, or the typical heel thing of of constantly having the threat of a cash in present. I can tell just by looking, and <laughs> I'm I'm saying that for the people who who listen to this podcast that can't see our faces, that that this is a less than than desired outcome. However, is there a possibility with a lengthened run with the briefcase, not with a cash in, that that this could work for you? And and if not, who do you think should have been the Money in the Bank winner that would have felt either fresh or new? I don't know. I just always assumed it was going to be him. And then when he wasn't on there, I was like, oh, okay. And then he came and I was like, oh, well, it's going to be Theory because they're, right. they're, he, he's being hot shot there. He has a rocket strapped to his back. Theory just, he, he doesn't do it for me. He, I just, he, he hasn't, it's not connecting with me. It seems like it's connecting with other people. And it's not even necessarily like, it's not heel heat. It's not even necessarily go home heat. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like go to the bathroom heat. Like, right? Indifferent. It, indifferent. It just doesn't do, and yeah. maybe with the briefcase that, 
because like that'll make it like something that's way more interesting with the briefcase there does always come that danger of like oh he could actually do something cool any minute now and i've been waiting for that forever for him to do something i thought was cool so um (laughs) that would be i'd be pretty great i'd be pretty excited the direction this is in doesn't do it for me but i'm cautiously optimistic that maybe that will change now that he has the briefcase um i i don't know i don't know who else i would have put it on Mm-mm. i haven't thought of no you. it's so hard right i i really didn't know i really didn't know and um was kind of curious to see because I'd, I'd say i'd been out for a couple of weeks so yeah. i was like oh this is fun i'm not sure what what's the plan because i haven't been watching weekly programming so this is fun for me and then he came out and i was like well it was fun for me and now it isn't um and the theory of it all is weird and i did not like austin theory when he was at evolve i did not love him on the indies i saw him a couple of times and i saw some backstage documentary stuff where he was just an extremely arrogant person very very young and it was behind the scenes stuff and i know you never know how much is real but he just did not seem like a good person and then when he got to nxt I was like, this is not for me. And then obviously went up and then came back down because allegations. It was only when they put him with The Way, when they put him with Johnny and Candace, that I turned around. Yeah. And it was genuinely yeah. because I had been so down on that I am the next big thing that, yes, has been like given to him now by uh, allegations. Vince, um, allegations stick together. What, what, what do we call a group of allegations? We, we're going to need a word for a this. Clatter. Like a clatter. An allegedly? A no. Cla- an, a alleged, an alleged of allegations. Alligators. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, a, a clatter of allegations. A clatter a clatter of allegations. I like a clatter of allegations because they, they, they clatter on the tabletop when they're oh, dropped. Disgusting men. It was really when he showed what else he could do within the way and he showed some humility and he showed a willingness to learn and grow with that group and to make himself the fall guy and to make himself the butt of the jokes and i that was a side of him i had never seen and that was a side i thought he did really well that's why i think it's so unpleasant to people it leaves a bit of a bad taste in the mouth because you're like well yeah obviously like this is the guy we're being told to back and we don't like that i don't know if anyone remembers this guy called roman reigns we don't like being told to like a thing or john cena uh but when or john cena but when he was being something else when he was all of those people but when he demonstrated other skills and abilities it felt more genuine and and interesting and now we've just regressed we've gone back to like he's your guy he's your guy i literally forgot that he was in the way i think i just like blocked all that out oh yeah that's like the best that's the best thing i like literally forgot no 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 because now that i'm going back i'm like no yeah i did like that but i totally forgot that he was in the way it's, and, and it's easily done because even though it felt so monumental and important at the time, I think because Johnny and Candace haven't wrestled in a fucking year, mm. you know, Indy's doing Indy's thing on NXT, it's, it's so, it slipped away so quickly. It felt so important and it slipped away so quickly. I think he's better with a briefcase than a belt. Yes. Yeah. I think if he had come up from NXT and just, t- and been like, oh, I'm the chosen one and I'm taking the briefcase, that would be great. Uh, I think it's, I think it's not wonderful what's happened in between yeah i I agree with that you know i want to transition here one of wwe's shortcomings a hundred percent it would seem due to vince is is the lack of a strong tag team division not from a lack of talent but from a lack of development and care for tag team division. Mm. The sometimes happy byproduct of that is you get two teams who are just the featured tag teams because they are the two best tag teams and they wrestle each other over and over again. Sometimes we have three of them, like the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. We had it maybe seven or eight years ago with the Usos and, and Harper and Rowan where they wrestled each other for like four or five straight months to open every pay-per-view. Always a banger. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Usos better than they've ever been and the Street Profits, who are just an incredibly talented pair that continue to wrestle one another. And it, I'm like, I'm not waiting for it to get old, but there's always a part in the back of your head, the, especially the more you've watched wrestling going, at a certain point, I'm not going to want to see this anymore because I've seen it so much. That hasn't happened because of how talented they are. Like, they could just wrestle for a very, very long time. And I know Montez Ford is the is 
is the one everybody has pegged as the breakout star. I think Angela Dawkins could also be a huge star. I don't want them to break up. Like, don't break up tag teams too early. That happens all the time. It happened with with uh, Luchasaurus and and Jungle Boy. They broke them up too. I think that's too early of a breakup. But in this case, they are continuing to ride out. Like this is this is a great program. We are going to keep it going. And they haven't had a a bad match yet. Like it's just they're incapable in any combination. And I love watching them. What what feels like the blow off for this though? Is it Hell in a Cell? Is it a ladder match? Like where 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 do you want to see these two teams wind up when they do have some sort of blow off, which has to happen at some point? Man, that's a tough one. Because Hell in a Cell is great. You get all sorts of good USO penitentiary stuff if you do that. Yeah, I think ladders could be fun mm-hmm. because ladders are always fun, but. Yeah, my gut is put them in a cage. My gut is stick them in a stick them in a in a box and let's watch this happen. And just watch the I mean, and just watch honestly the Usos brutal the shit out of them because that's what's gonna happen. Right, that's my my only thing with ladders is um, street profits are very very tall, mm-hmm. and I think ladders are really hard when you're very very tall. Um, and the Usos aren't they don't feel like ladder people to me, and I don't want to break my Usos, so I would stick them in a cage and let them. Be. I, I want to see that brutality out of the Street Profits, actually. Yeah, That's what I want, because I know the Usos mm-hmm. can do it. I want to see it out of the Street Profits. I want to see them have had enough. I want to see them be like, my fucking shoulder was up. I'm through with your shit. Put me in a cage. Let me murder you with my hands. Speaking of murders, I'd like to report a murder on AEW Dynamite. Wardlow destroying Scorpion Sky. Or Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky? Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. 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 <laughs> Everybody loves their Scorpio Imagine Sky. Imagine a sky full of Scorpios. He what won. a wild name when you break it down. That's right. What a wild name. Yeah, I'm just imagining like all of my exes that have been Scorpios just in the sky. Right. Dreadful people. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scorpio. Scorpio. The worst. Now he's the TNT champion, Wardlow. I would like to see him collect all of the belts because there's so many of them that he would look like the Mark I Iron Man armor <laughs> if he had them all. <laughs> I think that Wardlow would be nice. did this in a cave with scraps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to like... Bang an, an old drum, a drum that's been banged so many times that there's very little drum left. But I'm going to print a T-shirt that just says AEW on the front and on the back that says, this doesn't make sense to me. Um, because I know, again, I was out for a couple of weeks, but this doesn't make sense to me because he's number one contender, right? And I know he was like, I don't want that interim belt. That's dumb. I want this one. Mm-hmm. But And even though now he has it, it doesn't make sense to me. Can someone make it make sense? No. Nope. Can someone make it? Okay. Okay, I'll just put my T-shirt back on then. Hey, Christian's we're still been great. Doesn't make sense, by the way. Christian's. Been I've great. heard. I've heard Christian's been great. I heard he changed his music. I love those little character beats. I assume he made that decision for himself. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's full on like big boss manning. Like your daddy did. Like yeah, <laughs> he. You know, uh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. No so good cat on the mic. owner. Noted count over, uh, noted cat owner Christian. Cat parent. Incredible promo. The part that struck me the most, and I I agree with the criticism that's been levied of like you don't have to to talk about Jeff. There's no re- like we don't have to have every Jeff's whole personality for his last I don't know ten eleven years of wrestling has been you are an addict. Like that is that has been almost every feud has been like, oh, you're a drunk. I'm going to get you arrested. I'm going to make fun of you because I'm sober and you're not like that is the whole that's not it's not healthy at all. No, no. And and I don't love Christian using it there. I'm sure it was cleared, blah, 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 because I think he's so much better than that in terms of like what he can produce. However, the line of of Matt Hardy exploiting him. For the sake of one more run, yeah, that hit, that hit in a very different way. You can't stand when your name isn't in the headlines for more than two seconds, right? Yeah. Hey, you You're use everybody this. around you. You'll use, you'll use your kids. You'll use your wife, your father-in-law, your dog Sparky, your aunt Ginny, a dilapidated boat, a lawnmower. Hell, you'll even turn a blind eye. You'll even turn a blind eye to your brother and his issues just so you can ride his coattail for one last run. Oh, yeah, no, that was a battleship. That was a, uh, oh, no, you suck me, Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we've seen so much of that with Jeff Hardy and so much of his addiction built into his character that if that has made it harder for him to try to get help, like, does he know who he is if we take that away? Which is such a huge thing in recovery and a big part of people getting over their addictions. It's like it becomes such a strong, central part of you that it can be hard to cut it out, even when you know you need to. Can I throw out a what may be an unpopular opinion in mm. general and maybe even amongst the four of us? Mm. I've never thought that Jeff Hardy really had any much like really much of a character at all like his whole thing was i jump off stuff and i'm a daredevil i you can beat the shit out of me and i'll keep fighting and i just take a ton of punishment and then he he you know we learn as he does at the same time i'm sure that he's an alcoholic and a drug addict and then that becomes his character and part of the reason why that happens is they creatively i don't think ever had a ton of meat on the bone with him which is not a knock at all i it sounds terrible no he was vibes sometimes yeah right vibes like, are enough sometimes he was vibes. It was enough That's exactly. his presentation vibe, absolutely his presentation and his performance and his ability was enough to get everyone on board with him face and doesn't hurt either always need more than that right his face, yeah. his right. face card his face card Pretty it never goes it, it's never in debt uh that face card yeah. uh mm-hmm. does not it, it is always good at any store but it, that that deficit of of meat on the bone created a vacuum that was just filled with, well, he's an alcoholic, let's use that. Yeah, it didn't have to supplant anything. It just filled in a void. Anyway, I still think the Wardlow thing is weird. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you have any thoughts on all the things that happened this week in wrestling, you can tell us about it in our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to both in our show notes. When we come back, our thoughts on WWE's Anti-Diva. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Friends, this was a long and arduous news cycle. We had like a whole song about it. I'm surprised we even have time to talk about anything else. I mean, it is a miracle, but between a crazy week of news in both the real world and wrestling, what? Wrestling's not real. Yes, it is, Julian. It's important to remember to get some food in your belly so you are well nourished to combat the void. And that's where our sponsor, Soylent, comes in. Soylent is the ultimate baby face of the food world with fast, high-quality meals in the form of shakes and squares. It's all made with U.S.-grown, sustainably-sourced ingredients. And the best part? It's a great taste that's delivered right to your door. That's right. No forbidden door keeps you from your Soylent. Just place your order online and open that door up. I just want to laugh, Julian. I'm sorry. That was really good. (laughs) I've had so many people message me and say, do you really love the Soylent Squares? I am thrilled that when I'm in the UK and someone stops me in the street, I will be able to pull a Soylent Square out of my purse at any given moment because I love those things. So hard to get good nutrition when you're traveling. I'm trying really hard to stay on top of my nutrition at the moment because I want to be as buff as Julian by Christmas. And that's just mm, like, that's mm-hmm. a difficult goal, but an important one that I set myself. And Soylent is really helping me stay on track. And even better, all this great, convenient clean up and cook free food can come to you at a discount. So go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com forward slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order of squares or shakes or everything they've got, basically. Get it, get it, get it. Do you sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley, but when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people, but just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. So listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyson Bob!
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? (laughs) Oh my god. Paige has had one of the most revolutionary and tumultuous WWE careers in recent memory. Her most recent WWE contract has come to an end, and she is parting ways with the company, so we're going to look back on everything she accomplished. I've been trained to be a champion since I was 13 years old. So that means I'm not here to be a diva. I'm here to be a fighter. So many things the NXT universe wants to know about Paige. But the less you know about me... the better. She was one of the early stars of NXT. Before the Four Horsewomen, there was Paige running the women's division. Was that something that you were aware of? Were you watching those very early, like before the Our Rival? <laughs> were you watching? <laughs> the, uh, oh, no, I, I for sure was, yeah. I, yeah. I was a big Paige fan. Uh, I mean, she was brought to my attention, obviously, as a fellow Brit, right. uh, which I enjoyed. And the Paige Emma stuff oh. uh, was really where I fell in love. That was just a beautiful moment in wrestling for me. They were both so good. Mm-hmm. Emma's dancing. Paige's dismissiveness of the dancing. Yeah, no, like Paige was one of those ones where I was watching. That was one when I was trying to convince people around me, like there's something really interesting and cool happening with women's wrestling down on NXT. And people were like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, no, but you have to. If I'm trying to remember correctly, going back, because she was very much a heel at the time on NXT mm-hmm. and then immediately came over and in five seconds became a face on Raw. The 21-year-old from Norwich, England has just won the Davis Championship. She wasn't even ready to be in the WWE. She's from NXT and comes here tonight to congratulate AJ and AJ Lee is hyperventilating. She can't believe it, neither can Paige. Paige is going to leave here tonight, the new Divas Champion. Yeah, I was there. I was at that role oh, wow. um, after Mania and sat with a bunch of Brits as well. So <laughs> it was intense. Uh, and she came out and we didn't know. And we were sat with the PR from WWE as well, actually, at the time, who was not there anymore. And we were all like, you sneaky bastard. And he was like, oh, I know, I didn't tell you. It was good fun. Um, but it was, it was nuts it honestly blew the roof off it is one of my all-time favorite wrestling moments um and it was right that it happened at raw and not at mania and um it was just done so well i i will say the thing that i found weird about it afterwards and it doesn't take the shine off but it is very strange that when i watched fighting with my family and i know we'll, we'll talk about that and her family and the movie and all of that good stuff and the documentary which you should definitely watch if you haven't um but when I was reading about it afterwards and the reason she won that night was because the movie was yep. in development and The Rock wanted it to end with her winning the belt. I had no idea that the movie went back that far mm-hmm. and that he was instrumental in that. It was one of those beautifully serendipitous things where it worked on multiple levels because it was absolutely the right thing to do. Is it? Is it? Are we now into a fourth kayfabe? Does that now become the yeah. fourth kayfabe? <laughs> it's just the rock kayfabe. It's just the rock oh, dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has his own dimension now. Uh, we're all just 4D, 4 Dwayne. And Joseph Terramana, brother. Like, I, I assume <laughs> the I, I assume the, the green room was stocked. Stocked with Zoa and Terramana. Has he ever combined the Zoa and Terramana? Can you have like a Terramana Zoa cocktail? I'm sure he'll let me know. This this information will make it out into the ether and someone will tell me. When I'm devouring a mountain of pancakes, I like to have a big, tall glass of Zoa Terramana. That's right. I've combined them into a stein and I drink them as I eat all those pancakes. I wasn't watching NXT at the time. I had to go back after that WrestleMania. That was like right when I got back into WrestleMania 30 is when I got back into WWE. So I was watching that Raw where she came out and won, but I had no context to really who she was. I didn't really know AJ Lee that well either. <laughs> like I didn't, I had to go back and sort of learn all that stuff. But 
Obviously, she was very talented, and she came along at this weird time, this weird sort of transition period mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. the sunset of the idea of divas, and then going into the the rise of the women's division. And she certainly feels instrumental in that. But I also think there are people who come along in sports and in performance where they're undeniably talented. And then you look at the context of when they were active and go, oh, if they had been Mm -hmm. five years later, they would have been a million times bigger. And I feel like that with Paige. As much as she's responsible for helping get over that hill, the injuries that she suffered got in the way of what could have been an incredible – I mean, she's still really young. She just yep. suffered really unfortunate injuries that kept her on the shelf for a long time and then re-injured her. And now it's likely not safe for her to ever wrestle again. But every time you say that five years later – they're like doing headers into boards full of tacks in yeah, Japan. I don't even. I don't. I don't know what they're doing with necks these days. Just like just inserting stem cells directly into necks and into brains. I don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Complete neck transplant yeah. at the age of thirty. Yeah. Get a neckotomy. It. Rub it yeah. off. Um, but I, I, I do feel like it's a shame that she. It's, it's great that she was where she was because we. She helped get us to where we are now. Yeah, she really was pivotal in it. I really do think she changed, not just being in that women's revolution, but I do think she was, and, and, and partly because, you know, she had the Rock's backing and blessing. Right. I think that means a lot. But she did change the way people looked at women in the ring. And Agreed. and before we were really ready to see it, you know, before the audience at large was prepared to get on board with an extremely pale woman um, who at the time had just no lips no lips at all yeah. in the beginning. None to speak of. No. But I love watching her wrestle. I really genuinely love it. From the moment she walks out and screams on the ramp to the walk down to the ring, the skip down to the ring, the side skip, the mm-hmm. screaming on the side of the mm-hmm. ring. And then when she's in the ring, she's like a feral animal. She is like a cat that's been cornered. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I always feel watching her wrestle like she's like i'm gonna fuck you up if you come any closer but please come closer because yeah. yes. i want to and i mean page turner rampage all she just had just such a wealth and that's from her family background that's from growing up with it like she yeah. is a wrestler she really is some would say she was fighting with her family some might say some that would say some that. would say that both but literally I, and metaphorically I, if you will i guess my larger point is it's a shame and there are a lot of people who helped get helped something move to the next level without ever really getting the full benefit of it themselves. Yeah, agreed. And and in wrestling, that is something that happened with Paige. So I wonder if, I think back in her career, and I think she was really good, and she did win titles. The shockwaves of, of her presence, to me, are greater than any of her singular accomplishments in the ring. And part of that is because she was in an era where it was really difficult to get the TV time needed to to show everybody how great you are. And she was undoubtedly great, but like she didn't benefit from being able to have these 20, 30-minute matches. And she right. could have, and they would have been amazing. Oh, they would. Yeah. all the four horsewomen. Like, it's just this weird, like, oh, you just missed it. You just missed it well, again. totally. And, I mean, look at the grip she had on the audience at large with the limited time she had. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that any time she came back in whatever capacity – People went fucking nuts. Uh, and you, like you say, when you actually look at it from a wider perspective, her time and her tenure was very short mm-hmm. uh, on the main roster. And it was, it was never a time when, you know, she never got to be Becky Lynch. And she could have been. 100%. And she could have been. Yeah. She really she, did. What I think is wonderful is she's treated as though she was. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. is right. I do think that's right and proper. I do think she should be in the Hall of Fame next year. I think they should honestly... I think she should go yep. all the time. Just do it now. Give her a Legends contract. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, because I know for a lot of our listeners, like they are kind of newer wrestling fans or lapsed fans. I mean, now, obviously, it seems weird to be like, oh, you mean like this pretty white girl what, like looked so different from everyone on the roster? That's why we're saying that's where the bar was. The bar yeah, was. No, because she really had to did. be pale and goth. <laughs> like, and it was like, what's happening here? She's not blonde. Where's her titties? Like, you you really can't, like, say enough. And it was the same. AJ was the same. Without Paige, we don't have Rhea. 
you know without Paige there's no Rhea and I think there is a Shotsy. direct through line between those mm-hmm. there's, yeah there's no Shotzi there's no Rhea there was no Tegan I, I Tegan Knox I think yeah those happen on the indies but not in the WWE mm-hmm. no exactly and I think she did that and now I'm just imagining what if we could have had Paige versus Rhea or Paige managing Rhea and now I'm sad well, here, <laughs> now I'm Paige, sad all Paige over again has been on TV they had her as a GM for a while and she was yeah good she was at fucking it. great too she was great so, as my first act of general manager, I want to make this night truly special for every single one of you. It's a shame they couldn't find someone that talented, even without stepping in the ring. More opportunity to work either as a manager, getting over talent who maybe weren't yeah. as strong on the mic or just mm-hmm. could use the boost, or again as GM running a whole show. They, and they've sort of yeah. like... I would much rather see her in that role than Adam Pierce. Nothing against Adam Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. No, because she's great. Because she's great. She is so. She's so charismatic, and she can work an audience with a, a, an expression. Right. She can pull an emotion out of you by just looking a certain way. Um, I think the thing with GM is quite hard because GM is always a limited time. You're always on yeah. borrowed time as a mm-hmm. GM. I obviously cannot speak to how she was feeling, what was going on with her. Uh, I suspect. It was really hard for her when she first got injured. Um, I interviewed her at Evolution and Mm. she was great. First thing I want to say is she was fucking great. She was genuinely a treat and I was so happy about that. But one thing happened, which is a weird story to tell. And I don't, I feel kind of weird telling it, but basically we were on a round table and I was interviewing her. And then there's another journalist who will remain nameless. There's an international journalist said, can I just sit in on your interview with her? And I was like, okay, that seems weird. You're just going to use my stuff, dick. Which is really rude in journalism (laughs) circles. But she asked and I was like, okay. Because she was like, I don't know much about her. Um, Because she wasn't a wrestling journalist. It was a women's journalist that they brought in specifically for evolution from a European country. Mm. So I was like, okay, I I love her. I I know a bunch. I've got a ton of questions. Please do sit in. And me and Paige are having this great conversation. Like she's talking about wrestling and, and what she wants to do next and how she's just sort of dealing with the fact that you know, she's moving on and how excited she is to be at Evolution and how important Evolution is. And this journalist turns around and said, you have a broken neck. What's that like? Oh and it, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically wanted to just talk about her broken neck. And the look on her face and the change in her demeanor was heartbreaking. Uh, and she just turned to this woman and said, yeah, it happened in this arena as well. You want to talk about that? You want to like ask me about how it ruined my life and ruined my career? And then she just turned back to me and was like, so anyway, my mom was staying with me and she left the kettle on the hob and uh, we drove to the airport. She nearly burned my house down. And the way she just switched back. But I was like, oh, she is. This is so much deeper than like she really wants anyone to know. And like it was like it was only if it was a year out, if it was a year out then it was still very raw. And I I imagine it made it very, very fucking difficult to be there and to be part of it. But yeah, I I do wonder how much of it was they took her out of TV right. and the world and how much of it was she needed a time out from it and whether or not we'll see her back. You know, I... Never say never. Fuck it. Go to AEW and run that women's division. Go manage... Go be GM of the AEW women's division. They could have that be a storyline and have her go in and say... They could honestly, honestly front it and have her go in and be like, you need someone to take control of this. And I'm going to do it. That would be fucking amazing. Be fire. And she'd be oh. great at it. Oh, it would she be. She would be so good at it. Lindsay, It'd be fire. Lindsay. Sorry how please. I went to England and I restocked my Mary Poppins-esque optimism. Yeah. This would require somebody <sighs> you know at, the, at the back. End. She doesn't get to. I just want to be clear for people listening who may not know this. She's not going to get to come in and then decide to fix their women's division. Whoever is. Whoever has that strapped down under the bottom of the sea in a chest with boulders on it would have to <laughs> start moving those rocks and unlocking the key. But I agree that it would be a great in a in a Mary Poppins in a world where we right. jump into and chalk she's drawings. A good fit. She is actually a she would good be, fit. Oh, I'm like, she because the audience anywhere. would respect her. Pick, the audience would absolutely. like not walk out for a piss when she walked out on stage. Mm. Well, uh, it, she would nail that. More than anyone, I think, that they've signed, that they've brought over, I think she commands an audience better than anyone else they have in that division. They have to go reshave their goatees. They're not just That's peeing true. in there. That's true. And that takes time, you know? Yeah. That's not an easy job, is it? Manscape. 
asked we asked all of you in the nation a conversation for your thoughts about Paige, and you didn't let us down. Miles on Twitter says, It's strange and unfortunate that the obvious answers are from so early in her career, but it is what it is. The first is the match with Emma where she became the first NXT women's champ. The moment where the women's revolution actually started and the match that put NXT on my radar. So there you go. See, not only important to the women's division, but important to NXT as a whole. Like, majorly important. Kaiba Studios on Twitter said, When Paige managed the Kabuki Warriors, I was hoping they were going to include EO and have a Shield-style run. Oh, that would have been cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I would, I mean, it would still be cool. (laughs) Again. It would be. Again, Tony. Tony. I'd say call me, but like, don't <laughs> just telepathically communicate, and uh, I'll I'll send you some tips. Yeah, can, very excited. Can... I, I like just to kind of put a button on it. Like, I am for yeah. sure, one hundred percent, super stoked to see where she winds up going. I'm also now that New Japan has started saying they're going to start including uh, some of them good old women's matches in there. I would love to watch her go over to Lake Shimmer. Mm-hmm. She's money on the table. Mm-hmm. The fact that she can convert a wrestling audience that didn't get to see her work for several years into an extraordinarily profitable Twitch business. How do you not, how do you not see the value in that mm-hmm. somehow? Uh, and WWE is a different beast. It has different requirements. I could absolutely see her fitting in at AEW. Yes. Or yeah. Like, I mean, New Japan, I would love to see it, but I also don't want them to break her again. She's a fragile dolly. Yeah. Uh, but I could absolutely. Oh, I would assume see they would me. use her as like a manager or something. I just, I just feel like you can't walk in that place without offering to break your own. Oh, no, like, like as soon as you walk in, they immediately like hit you in the back. They with, hit like, you with a chair. With yeah, a chair. they're like, bend over. It's okay. Let's see. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, she's she's money on the table. That's right. And hopefully whatever she's doing now, I, she stays healthy and, and Twitch. Maybe this is just the next phase of her career and she just gets full control over everything she does and nobody tell her, tells her where she has to be and when. That's... My hope for you, Soraya. If you've got more to say about Paige and her career, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely. And uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And? Lindsay Kelly. Uh, this week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. One, two, three. Danielle, what, what would, would you... If you could pick one... <laughs> what, what would you put over this week? If you could You're pick one... What, what would um, you do? <laughs> I realized so, I hadn't carried that on. So I you wanted, hadn't. I love it, you. though. Um, so I, y'all know me. You know I love putting things over on Twitter. I don't know this lady. This lady, Erin M. Payton, um, apparently, uh, it sounds like maybe was a lapsed wrestling fan or at least knows enough about wrestling to know, like, some things, like, knows who, like, the Hart family is and things like that. Um, she did a live tweet of her first impressions during Money in the Bank. And it's the funniest fucking thing that you're going to read. Like, it is literally the funniest <laughs> thing that you are going to read. It is an amazing Twitter f- thread. Um, it's like her trying to figure out. She's like, why are there Home Depot ladders? Ladders look really heavy. Oh, no. Like, look, at it's a women's match. Why is David Bowie so upset? Like, it is so incredibly funny. I believe she refers to Alexa Bliss as insane clown pussy. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, it's magic. But please, please, please go read it. It is, it is well worth your time. Um, just to, especially if you if you decide to do a rewatch, watch it while reading that thread. It is yeah. the Bianca. Gold. She called Bianca like a black 
Beyonce ninja or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was like amazing, amazing. Oh, it's so good. I read some. You shared it, and I read some of it. And it was so good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's seconded, seconded. Lindsay, I watched the George Carlin documentary that just dropped on HBO recently uh, this week, and it, a, it's fantastic and absolutely well worth your time. Whether you know anything about him or whether you don't know anything about him, you will learn a ton of great stuff. And I just think he should probably be required watching for all humans. Mm. Um, but there was one bit in particular that I hadn't heard in such a long time, and it really made me think about wrestling, where George Carlin talks about your shit is stuff and other people's stuff is shit. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, I just it was all wrestling for me. It's And it, it really starts as a joke, and there's like a really small observational bit that we all need a house because we have to have somewhere to put all of our stuff. A lot of the talking heads on it, and then George Carlin himself talks about, you know, how that is a parallel for our opinions in life, that it's like your opinion is stuff and other opinions for other people are shit and maybe if we just have more respect and empathy for individuals and the things that they care about and the things that are important to them the world would be a better place and it made me think about wrestling and it made me think about tights and fights and it made me think about our listeners and i wanted to thank them for um respecting our stuff there is a point in it where Jerry Seinfeld says he never watched a comedian who changed his mind about anything. And I just think he must have been walking around his own industry with his eyes closed because you could watch five minutes of George Carlin and take away a whole new uh, perspective on a million different things. So go do that. I uh, second that as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, a couple weeks ago was the 15th anniversary of one of the greatest tragedies uh, around the world of professional wrestling. And it always sparks conversation about the work of separating the art from the artist, which is something that, that Danielle and I discussed a little while ago, but there has to be, I think some sort of limit to that, which we also discussed. So recently Paul Heyman was being interviewed and somebody in the audience kept saying that Chris Benoit was their boy. And this was Paul Heyman's response. You know what? You can admire his work all you want, but I'll give you my take on it. Since you want to keep on yelling out my boy, three people died in that house that night. Three, I don't care about CTE. Three people died in that house that night. Only one person had the choice behind it. The other two didn't have a choice to die. So if that's your boy, fuck you. So there you go. You don't have to agree with it 100%, but it is certainly something that puts perspective on it and and how easy it is as a fan to flippantly discuss things that are way more involved than any of us are are aware of or or want to acknowledge. So not something that made me smile this week, but something I thought was interesting and worth sharing. There's also a fun TikTok with The Rock in small shorts. I'm pretty sure uh, I would have to have Lindsay and Danielle say, but I think you can see the people strudel. <laughs> In the Ooh, outline of uh, I, Look, uh, there was bunching. It's hard to pause on a TikTok. It is, um, but I was trying. Yeah, you gotta, you just gotta do a bunch of screenshots and hope that you land on. And roll. it's also That's on like a Dutch it. angle, so it's hard for uh-huh. me to like see. But I, I, yeah, I knew, I knew that you two would look at it like it was the Zapruder film. So <laughs> back I was, into uh, the left, back yeah. into the left. <laughs> I knew you would look at. Well, maybe we'll have a a definitive answer next week. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, uh, who you can follow on all social media at Hal Lublin, and sometimes I post on them. You never know. Lindsay? I have books that you can read. Uh, They are out there on a night like this. It's out in the US and Canada and Australia and all those good places, and it's coming out in paperback in the UK in but two weeks. Mm. But two weeks, it's got a bright, shiny, sparkly, summery new cover for the paperback, which is very exciting. Uh, and it's available at your local library also. So support libraries, support independent bookshops, support authors, uh, and give yourself give yourself a couple of hours, hours of relief from this absolute, utter garbage can fire of bollocks that we all live in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, read a book. Give a hoot. Read a book. Ugh, please read a book. Also, yeah. that new cover... For Christmas wish, right? So, Isn't it so nice? So nice. 
Beautiful. So nice. Coming November. <laughs> Gonna have new messaging for y'all soon. <laughs> Danielle? Um, yeah, just keep watching them uh, honest trailers. Um, you can find me on um, the Twitter. I think um, I worked on the show called um, Hungry for Answers on Discovery Plus, and I think it's all on there now. I haven't had a chance to like watch it, but it's basically like a food kind of travel-y show with um, a um, great, the, the wonderful, wonderful um, author and I believe professor, uh, Caroline Randall, as she goes and like kind of uh, talks about like black food in America and like what that means and like um, facts about uh, stuff that you might not have thought of. So go check that out. I believe it's four episodes. I I think I'm credited on there as a researcher, but I did a bunch of writing and shit on there too. I'm in a weird period now where I have like the least amount of projects, which means I have like the most amount of stress. So now I'm just trying to like work on my own stuff and it always feels very indulgent and weird <laughs> I, I love it our producer is Ponderosa Julian Burrell senior producer yes. at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels you can find those in the show notes and that's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt Woo-hoo. don't have one yet Well, I just gave you the solution to that problem, so go do it. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.